Well, good morning, folks. Uh, I'm Jamie Oikel from runningrestaurants.com, and I'm joined by Roger Bodwin of restaurantrockstars.com. Today's topic is the five ways to incentivize your staff and customers. We are live here uh, this morning, Friday, uh, around 10.30 Eastern time uh, on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn. So hopefully that, that tech is, is working. And to talk all about this timely topic because it is uh, the number one question that's out there. So, Roger, uh, before we get started, before we jump in, welcome. Good morning, sir. Thanks. Great to see you, Jamie, as always. And uh, thanks to the audience for tuning in. Yeah, I, have, I haven't spoke to Roger for a little bit. It's, it's summertime, so we've all been, been running around crazy and been a little bit busy. But Roger, as you may or may, may not know, has been my guest many, 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 many times. And Roger's a longtime operator. You want to give him the, the quick 60-second uh, background, uh, Roger? What you got? Yeah, so I started my first restaurant, uh, geez, going on about 26 years ago. Um, went on to start four high-volume, highly successful concepts. Really proud to say that uh, my net profit was double that of the average restaurant. And it's all based on systems that I created. Um, I was really big on service. I was really obsessed with profit. And I was sort of a marketing dynamo, and I wanted to dominate my competition. So that's exactly what we did. Uh, I sold all my restaurants back in 2014. And uh, get out of that business and just concentrated on restaurant rock stars, helping other operators run a more stronger, more profitable business. So I do some coaching and consulting. We have the weekly restaurant rock stars podcast, of course. You can subscribe for free on our website or on iTunes. And uh, besides the coaching and consulting and the podcasting and all that kind of stuff, you know, I've got a family, I'm married, got two kids, all that sort of thing. And then oddly enough, I didn't think I'd get back into owning restaurants. And just before the pandemic hit, I bought another restaurant. And so I've gone through right. what most of the operators and most of the audience listening have gone through. We've pivoted probably five or six different times. Uh, we've been able to survive. We've been able to increase our business. Things are coming back now. Things are very optimistic. And uh, yeah, that's what's going on. So I'm just excited to uh, you know share my experience. And I always love talking to you because we get a real dynamic conversation going. Yeah, I, I've interviewed Roger, I don't know, count, countless times over the last five five or so years. And so I know some of his stories. So I'm going to poke and prod him to give you guys uh, a lot of good a lot of good resources. Uh, he's in the trenches, especially through COVID, as has, as he said, pivoted a bunch of times to get where where, where he is um, and learned and learned all those same lessons um, and so forth. So he talked about the podcast and, and that, that he has. And one of the main reasons we're doing today's session is his most recent podcast was about service and incentives and, and things like that with, um, I think it was author, author Ken McGarry, right, Raj? And uh, Correct. Yeah. so, so we're going to touch on some of the, some, some of the similar themes, but really lasering in on what everybody's number one issue is today. And that's staff. I mean, man, I go out, to restaurants as a, as a customer and I see the signs, I see the, the posts on Facebook, I see the struggles in restaurants where, um, man, I was at a place uh, traveling with my daughter and we sit down and I'm seeing people walk into the host stand and just wait, just like waiting five minutes even to get, get, get talked to a host, right? And I know they're, they're eyeballing open tables and I can hear the conversation. Oh, folks, you know, thanks for coming. Sorry to take, take a while. It's gonna be another 20 minutes. And the most confusing thing for a customer is to see open tables and to hear it's going to be 20 minutes. And I knew the reason was because they were short staffed. And this is very common. We've been traveling quite a bit. So I'm seeing this. I assume you're seeing a lot of the stuff hearing similar from customers and clients uh, about, about this issue. So before, I guess kind of before we get into the, the topics, 
Any any echoed thoughts on what you're seeing right now? Seeing exactly what you're seeing, and I'm hearing that from clients. I'm I'm seeing that on you know Facebook groups that I belong to, different social media platforms. I mean, restaurant owners and managers are struggling right now with this labor shortage. Business is picking up, and unfortunately, they're losing business because they can't serve the customers and the demand that's happening because of the short staffing. And the key, really, I mean, you know, the customer, the guest is the most important person we serve, but they don't necessarily understand what's going on. They don't necessarily care what's going on. They still have very high expectations. They've come out of the pandemic. They've been, you know, they've changed their habits and now they want to get back to dining experiences as they remember them, family, friends, going out, you know, just getting past this thing. And now they're getting less than stellar experiences simply because we can't serve them properly. And I do believe that the, you know, the most important thing is communicating with our guests and our customers on a daily basis face-to-face signage everywhere explaining the situation yes of course there are there are empty tables that need to be seated but you can't overseat people because then again the services suffer lines out the door you know long waits for takeout food i mean it's a real slippery slope out there but it really comes down to communication and just letting people know you're doing the absolute best you can. You're not delivering the service that you would expect, the customer would come to expect. But please, you know, please be patient with us as we get through this together. Things will return to normal. And we've done a lot of that too. You know, there's been communications in every takeout order, little plaque, you know, little printed mm-hmm. cards that that kind of explain our situation and thank the guest for their for their patronage through the pandemic. And now that we're emerging. And then also asking them for positive reviews and just saying, listen, you know, you know, we are doing the absolute best. And then you got to fall on your sword sometimes. If someone has a less than, you know, high expectation experience, you know, we've given out our share of gift cards and we've encouraged people to come back and that's all you can do. But what you really have to do is retain your staff and find new ones and be relentless in doing so because it's so hyper competitive in every industry, you know, I'm also seeing, you know, delivery trucks are late and, Mm -hmm. you know, salespeople for suppliers are loading trucks. I mean, it's a crazy, crazy situation out there and it's affecting every part of the business. Yeah, it is affect. It is affecting everyone. And if 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 I go back to that example that I showed to you, and when you talked about not serving demand, I saw I'd I'd say twenty percent of the people wait waited, turned around, walked out. And when I see people walk out of a restaurant because they couldn't get talked to, most most frustrating thing you can Mm -hmm. imagine. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this number one. Uh, we'll get right into this. Uh, keeping your great people who are performing. So that, that listen, yeah, I know it's a challenge to find people, but also you don't want to lose people. I'm seeing a $200 bonus uh, if you sign up with us. $500 bonus if you sign up with us. So, so the people that you do have, man, they're think they're gonna. Oh shoot, I, I could grab a quick 500 if I jump ship. Uh, and you definitely don't want to lose that. So let's mm-hmm. talk about keeping the great people you already have, and maybe that also translates into uh, the the way you find new people, right? I really have to start with the government money programs, the restaurant restaurant revitalization fund. I'm hearing that they're opening up another round of that based on all the people, all the restaurants that, you know, that applied that didn't get the funds. You really need to stay on top of every single program where you can get money that is not a loan, that is a grant that provided you follow all the rules. You can, you know, get that forgiven and you don't have to pay it back. You have to pay attention to things like the employer retention tax credit, where literally every restaurant qualifies to get a significant amount of money up to $5,000 per employee, you know, which is really crazy, but it's, it's absolutely available to you. So if you haven't heard of this program, if you need to figure out how to take care of it or, or get this money, 
it starts with either your CPA or accountant or your payroll provider, and they can fill out all the forms for you, make it really simple and easy. And it's well worth your time and anything that you have to pay these people. Because again, we're talking about thousands of dollars available that you can then use as incentives for your people. So hopefully by now you've taken advantage of every program and you get the money, but you know, the hourly wages are creeping up, you know, everywhere you look in any industry, it's really hard to compete in a restaurant when, you know, jewelry stores, lumber yards, other businesses are offering up to 20 bucks an hour to start. I'm seeing this everywhere and it's really crazy. But like Jamie said, you really have to head it off at the pass and not lose the good people you have because they're the lifeblood of your business right now. So yes, you need to find more, but first you got to motivate, inspire and and create an environment a culture where people really are happy working for you and yes you know you're going to have to compete with with hourly wages you know i've had to raise the wages of my key people um, we've come up with quarterly incentive programs where they earn it for going above beyond their basic job description. It could be as simple as, you know, a couple hundred dollars every quarter to each person. And I know that sounds like a lot, but it's a lot better than losing these people and losing all the business out the door because you can't serve the people. And obviously with no staff, you can't, you'll have to close your restaurant. So you'll also have to raise prices. You know, a lot of restaurants are really hesitant to raise prices, but therein lies that communication. It's like you can't continue to lose margins in an already low margin business because your costs are rising. Your labor costs are going up. Food costs, of course, are going up as well due to, you know, supply and demand situations, supply chain issues. I mean, we've had so many things to deal with in the restaurant business, but don't lose heart. You just have to take stock every day and just keep fighting every single day. So raising prices is important. I can't emphasize enough, Jamie, and to the audience how important it is to maximize the profit on every single sale that's going out the door. You know, reevaluating your menu and making sure that everything is contributing a very similar high profit and you're not losing money by selling certain items. You know, when you're short staffed, you might want to pare down your menu and get rid of things that cost you a lot to, to prepare for the customer that don't generate a, a large profit. You know, these are all very, very important steps that are going to ensure your survival and your long-term success. So, you know, th those are some of the important things that, that I would do, that I have been doing, that every yeah. restaurant needs to pay attention to. I mean, those small details, pennies equal dollars, and it all adds up to, you know, your survival and your ultimate success. You've got to take, take advantage of all the government money. You got to maximize the profit on every menu item, and you got to motivate and really inspire and make a fun culture where people want to work together and uh, all get through this together. Yeah, I, I took down some notes. And I, I think the part about the government money is important because if you if you have a little bit more uh, cushion uh, from, from, from that money, you can, and you can feel more comfortable increasing your wages and competing against some of the other opportunities that folks have where it's traditionally it's restaurants are run in a much tighter environment, of course. So you talked about that. Absolutely take advantage of that. There's a, a lot of, in essence, free money out there uh, and hopefully they do replenish that because I know it was the demand and supply uh, uh, was overstripped there. You talked about quarterly incentives. Um, can you give an, you, you throw it, you throw it an example, yeah. um, mm -hmm. but let's, let's, let's talk about um, uh, like bullets. What I'm that, doing the, now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bullets that people are hitting, like what key metrics are you using? Uh, let's, let's get into that for just a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, every restaurant has a different situation based on volume, based on sales each week. You have to do what you can afford to do, but you can't short shrift it and, and skimp on it either. Because again, like Jamie said, there are hiring bonuses and people will jump ship. And the last thing you want is a surprise where someone comes to you and says, you know, I'm sorry, I, I just can't turn down a thousand dollar signing bonus to go over to this company. And it's really tragic that this is happening. But I also want to, well, I'll, I'll give you a metric in a moment, but I want to also emphasize that, unfortunately, this is not a sustainable situation where you can't continually raise wages by a few dollars per employee every week and give them incentives unless you've got that cushion that Jamie talked about from getting the free money. But once that money is gone, now you've raised the bar on the wages you need to pay. You can't suddenly go to your people and say, okay, and pandemic's over, you know, labor shortage is over, and now I got to cut you $3 an hour and no more incentive bonuses. It's like, you know, once you put something in place, you have to be able to live with it long term. And the only key to that sustainability is maximizing profits on every sale and then being a relentless marketer and figuring out ways to fill your seats, to maximize your takeout, to have multiple profit centers in your restaurant. You really have to dial every piece of your operation to be a cash machine and generate money because it's the only way that you can afford to keep up with rising prices. Um, a particular metric for, you know, staff in general that we've done is quarterly bonuses, you know, and we started with, and this is staggered. It's, it's very interesting, but people seem to respond to it in our operation. We've given them $200 um, bonus each person um, in the first quarter, meaning three months from now, if you do a great job and show initiative and, you know, really be a part of the team, not just an average employee that shows up late and that sort of thing to earn your bonus. And I, I go back to that job description. It, it all started with that pre-pandemic. Everyone needs a, a very detailed job description for every position in your restaurant. And you sit down with people and you go down line by line and you have a little place where they can initial on the side and you keep a copy of this and you say, okay, these are the basic expectations of your job. These are the responsibilities. And if they agree, yep, I agree. This is what I'm held accountable for. Then they put an initial on it and everybody signs the sheet and then you keep that. And then when performance varies or it deviates from what your expectations are, if they're not quite meeting expectations, that's when you have to sit them down in private, of course, and say, your job description said this. We all agreed that is there a problem why you can't meet that expectation? You put the ball in their court and you ask them how they would solve the problem to get their performance back to what expectations are. If they were unrealistic expectations, then sure, you can say, okay, we tried it. It didn't really work. Let's let's alter this a little bit. And now we're going to re-agree that we're going to shoot for this benchmark. So it starts with a job description. I would pay bonuses for those people that go above and beyond, you know, show a little initiative, show that you're not leaving early and you're the first person to punch out and get out of there and you don't do your side work, you don't clean the kitchen. You know, you got to incentivize people for the actual performance. But we did $200 in, you know, the first quarter and then we did $100 the next quarter and then $200 a quarter again and then $100. So, yeah, over the course of a year, you're paying out, what's that, five, $600, yeah, 600 bucks per employee. But again, we have a cushion and we're able to do that. So that's just one example. It doesn't have to be that amount. You have to figure out what works for your operation and what's going to hit home with your staff and how you're going to keep them motivated. And it's all in how you lead as well. If you lead by example, and if you treat people with respect and you build a culture of teamwork, they're more likely to stay as opposed to the managers that just bark orders at people. They delegate. Yeah, you go do this, you go do that, but you're not really 
in the trenches with them, empowering them, showing them what the performance looks like, and then giving them regular feedback, not just the cash incentives, but positive feedback saying, wow, great job. I love that you did it that way. Thanks so much for working for us. You know, it's the constant praise and people feel like they're valued. That is as important as the money is because they might go somewhere else and absolutely hate where they're going, even if they're getting a signing bonus or a little bit more an hour in, you know, in a couple of weeks or even a week, they'll just leave that place. So you got to make sure that yeah. you treat them well and incentivize them. Yeah. Your, your culture is actually going to be the, the dominant factor in, in, in retaining. And if, if, if they love you, they're not going to, they're not going to move for a hundred dollars or 200, right. uh, if you've set up the structure for their long-term success. And, and you, you the, before we move to the next, next, next bullet, you talked about that long-term, uh, mentality. And I do want that to resonate with folks. We are in such a different economic mo model through COVID that I, I say, I used to, I used the phrase before COVID, it was kind of very easy times. People were restaurants were it was really easy to make money. The people were were flowing. And then obviously the worst thing we've ever seen. Now we're coming out of it. And hopefully you took that time to get systematized for, for profits. And now all of a sudden customers are, uh, again, they're, they're, they're in, in your door, line, lines out the door, having trouble serving them all. And it's like, man, are you maximizing every opportunity? And so we won't, that's not our, our purpose today to get into all that, but really make sure you have that mindset. Some of our Rogers and I, others content gets into that. Roger has courses that get into that and, and I'll have him reference that here at some point, but like that is a big, big focus in addition to getting people. So let me jump um, here and we'll, we'll talk about number two, create a way to keep loyal uh, customers coming back and finding new staff. This is, I think you came across an idea or what, what do you, what, what do you want to share here? Yeah, I mean, this goes back two decades that I've continued to use year after year after year. And, and this is obviously pre-pandemic stuff, but the concept of trade isn't always thought of by operators. And what I mean by trade is you trade, you know, gift cards or value in your restaurant in exchange for services. It really began, the concept began with that. So I would go to all of my suppliers. Obviously your food and beverage suppliers aren't going to work on, on these types unless they're independent companies, but I'm talking about anything like trash removal or plowing or you know, flower arrangements or things that you buy, linen services, if it's a small independent company, and people I found really love to go into a restaurant with their wife and or their partner or their family or whatever it is and just be able to walk in and order things without having to pay for them. And the, the benefit to you is pennies on the dollar versus paying them cash for their services. When you trade, it's literally the cost of your food and beverage, which is, you know, could be what, 30, 35, 40 cents on the dollar as opposed to paying the dollar. But then I saw uh, an interesting um restaurant chain that is actually coming up with incentives for its customers, its guests, by offering gift cards for referrals of family or friends or people they know to work in the restaurant. So this restaurant is offering $200 gift cards to the restaurant to its customers if they recommend someone that applies for a job and then stays for 90 days. And then at the end of that 90 day period, you've got a gift card with 200 bucks on it. It's like, it's simple, right? And they have posters and they have table tents all over the restaurant and they're announcing it on their social media platforms. And I just thought that was a really, I've never done it personally, but I think it's a great idea that I would implement in the future. And I just thought it was a really unique and, you know, cool idea. Yeah. Well, well it, it expands, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ge not geometrically. Oh man, there's a math term for that, but, but it, it exponentially, exponentially the, the number of people yeah. that will, uh, promote what you're mm -hmm. doing. Yeah, hey, just had a great, great, just had a great dinner at Jim's steakhouse. Man, they had a little tabletop and it talked about looking for staff. 
$200 bonus. Hey, Sue, I know you were looking for some extra, extra shifts, but you know, that sort of thing. It's just, it just exponentially gets the word out there. So that absolutely is a great way to find people, people who like your restaurant, know people who are good. They bring them to your restaurant. Very, very good. So, uh, I love that. Let's go to, you, you touched on this and, and, and this was a cornerstone of your operations in, in Maine that, that was very Tell successful. Yeah. Make, make it fun. Keep it fun. Um, hope, hopefully a lot of operators do follow this, but if you were to give the, you know, the, the overview of your mentality on this, I would you say? We touched on the company culture thing a moment ago and our company culture, it was kind of a mission statement. It was all about creating a team and respectful environment based on hospitality, which of course is the foundation of this business, right? Hospitality, family, and fun, where it was all about hospitality. We wanted to deliver amazing dining experiences to each and every guest, whether they were takeout customers, delivery customers, sit down in the restaurant customers, everyone needed to get that hospitality. And we trained our staff every single day in what that meant. You know, the true meaning of the word, it drives this business. Family is where your customers or your guests, I love using the word guests, you know, I mean, not everyone uses that term. My favorite term for customers is guests because they truly are guests as if they were dining in your own home, but where the guests feel like family and the staff feel like family. If you treat everyone with that kind of respect and appreciation where everyone feels, you know, like they're part of your family, that is such a huge marketing boost. So hospitality, family, and then the fun part. You want the staff to be having so much fun that it rubs off on the customers where they see that your operation is a well-dialed machine. Everyone gets along together. Everything's humming. Customers can see a you know a restaurant that's really dialed versus one where everyone's running around and it's just chaos. It's very obvious to everyone. And that's harder to achieve right now with the labor shortage. But you got to create that culture where it's also fun because if it's not fun, people don't want to be there. And they're going to jump ship for greener pastures or what looks like fun somewhere else. So yeah, make it fun, keep it fun. And the way to do that also is to, to reinforce the culture is through rewards programs. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, you know, staff reward. We had both staff rewards and customer rewards because we wanted to encourage loyalty for our customers or our guests to keep coming in. And we certainly wanted to build that foundation where the staff felt like, wow, you know, this is such a fun place to work. And by the way, they give us these great incentives and they recognize people all the time for doing a great job. So, you know, I've sort of beaten this to death. Our program was called Difference Dollars, and we rewarded people every single week for making a difference. That meant going above and beyond the basics. If they saw something that either impacted a guest's experience in a positive way, or they helped out another you know, team member or staff person because that person just needed help and they jumped in, you know, no one asked them to do it. They just recognized it on, they own, on their own. They knew it was the right thing to do. And again, that culture, the rising tide theory lifts all boats. If that's the culture you create, then think of the experiences you're delivering to the customer. So anyway, that was the program. We recognized two people every single week and we called our program Difference Dollars. And I gathered the whole team together. I know I've mentioned this numerous times, but for new listeners, we gathered the whole team together in the kitchen two different nights. Fridays and Saturdays when the majority of staff were working. And maybe I recognized that person and caught them doing something amazing. Maybe another team member said, hey, Roger, by the way, did you hear about what Sally did this week? You know, it didn't matter where the idea or the, you know, the recognition came from, but we would recognize people. And then I would literally gather the whole team together before the doors open for business. And I would thank that person for doing what they did. I would explain exactly what the difference is that that person made to the operation, to the customer or guest or to the staff person. 
And then I gave them $20 in a can of Red Bull. And I said, keep it up. You know, we absolutely love this. And if that didn't just build the morale every single week, people just couldn't wait to see who was going to get recognized. And then people started going above and beyond trying to win. And we made it fair. You know, multiple people obviously got recognized more than once, but not, you know, within a couple of weeks time. You know, we wanted everyone to have a chance to participate. And pretty soon, the bad apples, the C players, the people that just showed up for the paycheck got voted off the island and it built that culture where everyone was a well-oiled machine. Everyone liked and enjoyed working together. So I recommend you come up with a loyalty or a reward program of your own. Come up with a catchy name. Announce how it's going to work. You know, we also I would <laughs> at the end of the week, um, you know, when we gave this stuff away, I would then type the whole difference up. In, and frame it and the back kitchen and the employee area and the employee bathroom and the hallway and literally every part of the back of house was filled with these differences. And then whenever a new employee was hired, of course, they couldn't miss, you know, walking down the hall and reading what Sally did and what John did and what Bill did. And, and, and it just automatically sent a message. These are the expectations to work here. This is what people do. And by the way, we're rewarded for that performance. And boy, all that impacted our customer, our guest experience like you wouldn't believe. So come up with a catchy name, you know, come up with gift cards to Starbucks or movie theaters or small cash rewards. Doesn't matter. And that really builds that culture. And then there's the prize, the prizes that you can also get from your suppliers. I've talked about that endlessly as well. Yeah, Roger has. Yeah, he's shared that story with me uh, a few times in, in our sessions. But but every time I hear it, I go, geez, why the heck doesn't every restaurant do exactly that? And I just I wrote down some some bullets here uh, that I like. I mean, you use the you use the keywords, you know, family and guests and respect and appreciation. But but what I really like about it is the unplanned nature of catching them doing something right, you know, mm -hmm. spontaneous. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, so it's, yeah, it's not something that you do. Hey, if you, if you, if you, if you do these five things, right, you'll get rewarded. No, it's like, let me catch you doing something that kind of goes above and beyond. And I'm going to recognize you for that. Also the fact that it's, um, public recognition, that, that, that idea of celebrating in a group. So, you know, public recognition, criticize in private, you wouldn't want to have bring everyone in the kitchen and criticize someone and call them out. That would be horrible horrifying for them, right? Correct. You want to recognize them in public and, you know, criticize them in private. And that, and that's excellent. And then you talk about framing them and putting them in the kitchen. And so now you're walking down this wall, everybody's done, done, done great things. It does. It's expectation. Everything you just said can absolutely, absolutely be implemented by every type of restaurant, regardless of your concept. It is a great way to build culture. So, um, I, I think, I think that in and of itself, just, just running through that in your head and your operation is very, very helpful. And then the, and the other thing I wrote down is, is um, he talked about uh, working as a team and having each other's back. Customer standpoint here, customer hat here, when, when the servers walk with their head down past my table, not my job, not my problem, not, I'm not going to help, like that is horrible. Uh, as a customer to feel like they, the only person I got can look, then I got to do this, right? I got to do, where's my, where's my guy? Where's my girl? Like, cause no one else will, will help me in the whole darn place. And, and you don't want to have that in, in your environment. You want to have everybody working together. So, all right, Roger, let's, let's keep, let's keep moving. Um, manager incentives to grow your band and, uh, your brand and your business. So managers, managers, obviously a big piece, more responsibility. They're probably feeling the stress, the strain as well. What do you think, uh, is a good tip for these folks? Well, you know, managers have very, very demanding jobs in restaurants and their job description is a full plate and there are average managers and then there are stellar exemplary managers. And I guess the difference 
comes down to two different words, empowerment versus delegation. And I love the word empowerment because the difference is any manager, any ordinary person can delegate and tell somebody what to do. Yeah, you go do that. This is this needs to be done. It's your job. Go do it. Okay, that's delegation. Empowerment is developing your people, leading by example, explaining the importance of doing something, demonstrating perhaps how things should be done, and then giving them a reason why it's going to impact the restaurant as a whole and, and explain to them what a difference that will make. So that's empowerment. I also like the word intrapreneur. You and I have talked about mm -hmm. this numerous times. So everyone knows what an entrepreneur is, right? Someone who takes a risk to start a business with the hopes of making a profit. Very simple definition, right? An intrapreneur is someone who treats their job as if it was their business, they owned it, and their success or failure depended on how they performed that job. So, you know, very few people are entrepreneurs. And it's innate in many cases. People are either born with it or they don't have it, but it can be trained. It can be inspired. And I had many managers over the years that, you know, we, we just introduced this concept. There were expectations, of course, and then there were bonusable levels for achieving certain successes above and beyond the job description. So it really starts again with the job description where these are the basics of your job and this is how you earn your salary. These are A, B, C, D, and perhaps E of bonusable activities, whether you do something that builds the business. If you're a chef or a kitchen manager, do you come up with cash cows that are pure profit, that are making the restaurant money? Are you incentivized for keeping your food costs consistent and within what I call the sweet spot? Are you in charge of managing a staff? Are your labor costs in line consistently in that sweet spot? You incentivize people for you know, for hitting these benchmarks and staying there and then even improving upon those benchmarks. Okay. So that's really, really important. So maybe it's ordering efficiency. If you're a kitchen manager or chef, low waste spoilage, no theft. I mean, all these things really make the business more successful. If you are a front of house manager, can you increase the takeout business? Can you create a catering operation? Can you develop um, private parties and events at non-busy times when the restaurant isn't full? Or do you have a separate banquet facility where now this person is dialing for dollars and getting business coming in the door? You know, we used to give people percentage incentives for hitting those goals. And it's well worth your while. If you can track, and there's the key word, it must be trackable. Because in order to give an incentive or a bonus, you need to have an idea of what that return on investment was. If it cost you anything to implement the program and then what the profit was above and beyond that, and then giving somebody a percentage of that profit keeps them motivated to keep these the wheels turning of success and progress. You know, all those things are, are really cool. Creating a loyalty program is another idea. I mean, you can come up with all sorts of ideas. You know, my bar manager literally built our mug club from scratch and it went from, you know, 50 mugs year one. And when I sold my, my flagship restaurant, you know, he had built it to over 1200 mugs, each of which was, you know, a membership that paid so much cash every single year to belong. And he, my bar manager got a percentage of every mug that he sold and it was well worth our while. I mean, we're talking about, and not every operation can do this, but you know, 1200 mugs that, that pay you 50 bucks a piece. I mean, you're looking at like $60,000 in extra cash that a restaurant can use, whether it's five grand, 10 grand, 50 grand, doesn't matter if you can bring in that kind of extra money. Um, you know, profit centers, creating a merchandising program, because I'm a big advocate of building a brand, not just running a restaurant. We talk about multiple profit centers. So can you come up with logo merchandise where people 
pay you to advertise your business, whether it's wearable clothing with your logo on it, whether it's packaged foods to go that keep your brand top of mind with the customer when they take home your delicious food. And then it reminds them they want to come back into your restaurant. I mean, people literally pay you to advertise your product. You can't have too many profit centers. Do you have extra space in your restaurant to bring in, you know, video games, pinball machines, those candy crane games, all the stuff that kids love because parents love to have a night out where the kids aren't at the table bugging them. It's like the kids eat and then they're occupied and you'd be surprised at how much money you can rake in and you don't have the maintenance hassles of owning this equipment because there's companies across the country that literally bring these games and cranes and stuff to you with a change machine and they maintain it and they come in once a week and they take the cash out of it and they give you 50% of the take. And all you need to do is provide them the space if you have the space. I mean, these are just some simple ideas of additional profit centers. You know, we Pro talked about Roger. private parties, events, all that kind of stuff. I can go on forever talking about this, but incentivize your people to yeah. come up with these ideas. Roger, listen, man, I got to tell every restaurant for the next four years, no cranes, no cranes, because if my kid goes in and there's a crane, I'm out five it. bucks instantaneously. Like, yep. I know until she gets a little older and gives up on the crane dream. No more. No, I'm kidding. I'm, yeah. Listen, that's what they do. She can I have a dollar. Yeah. Can I have a dollar? Isn't okay. that fun? Can I have a dollar? Can I have a dollar? Do you have any quarters? Oh man. It's uh, it's uh, it's brutal, but yeah. That, that, and, and, and so that's, that's money that because the crane never gives any prizes. So it's, it is good profits, but listen, I, I, I wrote down something that yeah. is um 1000% true. Um, we have an article and I swear to God, it's got to be at least 10, 15 years old on our site. And I could find it somewhere. And it talks about a waitress somewhere in uh, Minnesota. I don't know. And this was years ago. So the number is still, still a giant number. Talk about a waitress maximizing her opportunities to make over $90,000 a year as a server. That's great money net today. It certainly was 10, 10 years ago. And what she did and it talks about is she thought about it as her business. This guy, this restaurant owner, has given me a business inside his business. There's no risk for you, right? They've created, they, they're, they've taken all the liability. They've taken all the infrastructure. They're doing all the stuff and you just show up and then they've provided you a business. And if you have that mindset right. walking yep. in, man, right. these guys are taking care of all the other headaches. All I got to do is do this, build a clientele, upsell, and I can make a whole bunch of money. And, and that works for the servers. It works for your managers. Uh, you can incentivize your kitchen staff as well. I think our, our fifth point will maybe will be really short because we're already kind of hit on these points. But if they operate with a mindset of I'm a little small business inside of this this business where the owner is taking really the bigger risks, man, you can really make yourself a lot of money. And in the meantime, uh, make your, your business a lot of money and be very valuable. So that mindset of entrepreneurs is 100% applicable in, uh, in, in any environment. So uh, maybe I hit this and, and if there's something, because we've talked about all these efficiencies that save money for the company that are benefit, but is there something else you want to specifically touch on here that we didn't, didn't already hit? Didn't already I'm hit? really glad that, that you brought that up. And, uh, you know, we already talked about earlier, you know, the importance of, um, you know, about incentivizing your staff and the teamwork and the respect thing and all that. And the importance, of course, of dialing in your menu so that every single thing that you, that, you know, that goes out the door maximizes your profit. But thank you. Your point really brings up the fact that you can have an order taker 
on the phone or mm -hmm. on the floor serving the customer and giving them an ordinary experience. Or you can have people so well trained that they know their menus inside and out. They know your restaurant concept and all the hooks we talk about inside and out. And they have that personality that can literally light up a room and make suggestions that we know that the customer will enjoy and appreciate. And that's a salesperson, not an order taker. And if every dollar counts, why would you allow order takers on the phone or on the floor without training them to make suggestions every single table, every time, every customer in the door, make suggestions. If you're proud of what you're selling, then you should not be hesitant to train your staff to make these suggestions and recommend things, things that complement what they're already ordering, things that you recognize because they've got a family and you know the kids would like it. You know, you got to come up with all these things that are suggestions and regularly train your staff to make suggestions while they're delivering amazing dining experiences. And that is a critical thing. So I'm really glad, glad that you, uh, you brought that up. Maximizing every dollar and every sale as well as the profit you're making on every sale makes so much sense. Yeah, listen, our, our, our goal today was to be on for about 30, 40 minutes. So we're, we're, we're pretty much there. And so th mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's kind of leave them with that mentality um, of maximizing each opportunity. And that really wraps up where we are today. Uh, you have a restaurant that has gone through a whole shitload of horrible stuff in the last 12 months. Things are coming back online, especially where I am, where I've been traveling. Restaurants are busy again. Mm -hmm. Yes, COVID is still a concern. Uh, I, I wish we just closed the door and locked that thing down. I know the, the variants are sneaking back in, but hopefully we solve this. And right now, it seems like from the customer side, we're going to keep progressing well regardless. So with that in mind, like how do you, how do you maximize every opportunity? How do you uh, have all the structures in place? So um, in, in closing, Roger, let them know about a couple of the programs you have that, that do that. The sales stars was perfect. What you just talked about, like mm -hmm. teaching your folks how to not miss an opportunity. It's such, such an important thing. Like, um, you know, we, I'll just put the customer hat back on again. Right. I mean, I, you can literally go to the same restaurant and you, your bill can be $40 or it can be a hundred dollars based on what the server does. You know, it's, it's a bottle of wine and Roger talks about this and got a great example, Absolutely. but as a customer, sometimes I'm sitting there going, man, I really would like another beer, but uh, they blew the timing. And so uh, then they come around and boom, I forget about it. Right. Or sometimes you're in the mood for dessert and they just blow the timing and you don't get it. Mm -hmm. Right. Lost and opportunity. so another mm -hmm. beer for me, another wine for the wife and the dessert. That's, uh, that's more than 20 bucks that they Correct. missed out on. Right. Yep, and that was early on. And then if, and if the kids are tagging along for dinner too, um, other opportunities there, they got to have two more desserts. Right. So it's like, man, all those missed opportunities. So Leave folks with what you what you think about how you how you have the the programs that help with that stuff. What you got? Well, yeah, I mean, it all began with a program you mentioned called Sales Stars, which essentially does that th that exact thing. It trains the entire staff on the true meaning of hospitality, what customers or guests are looking for, and then knowing your menus and your concepts so well that you can make suggestions every table, every time. It talks about the moment of truth where a sale is either captured at that precise moment where the customer is ready and willing and able to buy it, or like you mentioned, oh, the server's not around. I would have had another beer, another glass of wine, but now the opportunity is lost. Think Think about every table, every time, every single shift, how many of these opportunities are lost every single day that you're operating times exponentially, like you mentioned earlier, the number of staff you have serving customers. If you've got 10 order takers on the floor and they're missing all these opportunities, mm. you're losing thousands of dollars in sales every single week because these people aren't trained to sell and make suggestions and deliver extraordinary experiences. 
And I'd like to end that by saying it's not just about the servers and the bartenders, or if you have a you know a quick serve operation, the people over the counter. It's literally every single front of house person that could potentially interact a customer should be trained so well that they can make a suggestion, they can make a sale. You know, when I created Sales Stars program in my restaurant, it wasn't just the servers and bartenders that were selling; it was the hosts that were making suggestions. It was the bussers that didn't just clear tables; they were literally backing up the front of house team. And they could go to the point of sale system. They could order another glass of wine, another beer. They could notice that a customer's glass was empty and asking them, did you enjoy that glass of wine? Can I bring you another? The bussers were trained to do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of how powerful that is when your entire front of house team know their menu so well and they have a skill set where it's it's a soft sell. It's a suggestion. It's better service. It's not order taking that loses your restaurant money. So that's what Sales Stars is all about. Yeah, listen, man, I, perfect example too. We go sit down at a restaurant a couple days ago. My wife uh, had a good special there the last time and she goes, hey, to the host, to the host, hey, any specials today? And and sure enough, host, no training. Oh, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, let me find out. Like, oh, like, how, that, like that's like, Come on, can we can we can we can we cross that chasm a little bit and make sure they know like she would have brought instead of buying the the, mm -hmm. the twelve dollar thing maybe she gets gets the twenty dollar item so so have 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 them armed with that ammunition is absolutely vital so uh, uh, Roger's website is up there on the on the on this on the uh, what's what I'm looking for on the screen <laughs> on the screen uh, restaurantrockstars.com you can find all his stuff the podcast um, uh, big backload of episodes there the content sales stars, as well as the Academy and so forth. Uh, our, our, our website running restaurants.com also available for you there. We have a great membership special now on the site. So take a look at that. We've got over 1200 articles of content across all spectrums of restaurant operations, marketing service, people and all that tech stuff. You can imagine all that sitting there 24, seven, 365 for you to get into. So if you haven't been on the site, please do that. Roger closing a parting thoughts. I, I man, do I even have a, Oh, look at this. Look at that. Closing thoughts. <laughs> I want to just sort of re-inspire everyone that is in this business. You got into this business for a reason. Hopefully it was driven by passion because this is a, vision, a business of passion. And we should be passionate about delivering our best service, our best guest experiences every single day. We should be passionate about talking to our customers and thanking them for their business and explaining the challenges that we're going through and obviously coming up with these incentive programs that reward them for their business. But it's really all about the worst seems to be over. You know, we, if you've made it this far, if your restaurant has not closed, if you pivoted a hundred times like we have, and you're still going, dig a little deeper. It's almost over. Get through this, get creative, brainstorm with your team and your staff, and just keep everybody really, really inspired to do their best for the customer because the customer will reward you with that business if they feel that they're special. So it's about incentives, of course, but it's also about pats on the back and praises for recognizing people for doing a great job. Very good. Very good. I, I do. I do like that. Um, definitely say thank you. It's not, it's not said enough and you can't over say thank you enough. I like the phrase dig deeper uh, because is yeah, when you're short staffed and everybody's working harder, man, boss calls you in and Hey, can you come in one more time? It's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're digging deeper. And then, and then I love the brainstorm with your staff. So so uh, don't forget, you're, you're, these people are super resourceful, whether it's what they, they know about something new on Instagram or could be TikTok these days, right? They're going to see this, this, other, this other 
if let's say you have 20 people in your, in your restaurant, there's 20 people's brains that you can use in your business for ideas, saving money, resources. Make sure you're taking advantage of all the people in your operation uh, and all those spectrums. So uh, we, we chatted about incentives today. We crossed a lot of other uh, little nuggets along the way. So we appreciate you being with us here. Uh, the recording will be out there for folks. So uh, once again, Jamie Oichel from runningrestaurants.com along with Roger Bodwin from restaurantrockstars.com. Enjoy your rest of your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see folks soon. Thanks, Roger. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. It's great to see you, James. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it.